Good morning, High Point Church Online. Welcome. We're so happy to be with you this morning. If you're watching, uh, actually, let us know where you're watching from today. We would love to hear from you, hear uh, where you're joining from. We always love to to hear all the different places that you're participating with us at Church Online. So uh, I don't know about you all, but <sighs> school's about to start, and I have mixed feelings about it. And some of you might not really uh, understand if you don't live here in Georgia, Georgia starts schools early. So uh, we're getting ready in our home right now. We just have a, had a bunch of supplies shipped here. So, you know, my heart's just kind of gearing up for that. Anyways, great to have you online this morning. And here's what I want to do. I want to ask you guys to just think with me. I'm gonna, I want you to go somewhere with me this morning. I want you to think of a situation. Think of a situation, maybe an encounter that you've had with someone that just didn't go, um, it didn't go super great, okay? You, you encountered a situation where it didn't go super great. I think everybody here can think of something, right? Let me share, let me share a little story with you. Um, years ago, it was my birthday, and um, my husband, Andy, took me out, and part of my birthday experience was I just wanted to go and buy a new watch. And you know, at the time, it was like the turtle shell kind of big face watch. I knew what I wanted, okay? I knew what I wanted. And so we went to Fossil, love Fossil, um, went to the Fossil store, and I'm looking. There's just this wall of watches, and I'm looking, and I just don't see the one that I like. And so um, this sweet girl walks up to me, an employee, and she's like, hi, how can I help you today? And I said, well, you know, I'm looking for a watch. It's specific. It's the turtle shell. It's got a big face, blah, blah, blah. And she's listening to me and she goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that watch is generally for um, the younger people. I think you would actually like a watch that's on this wall over here. Now, everybody here, take a deep breath with me because that's what I had to do in this moment. Thankfully, my husband was there and he stepped in and he saved her life that day, rescued her from the wrath. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't, I wasn't showing any wrath, but it was a moment where I had to catch my breath and seriously had to think about what I was about to say or not say in this moment. It was not a great interaction, okay? So all of us here can think, maybe it's not a store story, maybe it's maybe it's something else, but you can think of a moment where you didn't have the best um, exchange with someone, right? Now, here's the deal. With my fossil girl, I didn't have to really ever see her again. I didn't necessarily have any reason for a continued relationship with her, right? I was at a store, left, and didn't go back. But what do we do about the people that don't leave? <laughs> what do we do about the people that aren't going anywhere? What do we do with those relationships that God has put in our lives, those people that he's brought into our lives that maybe we don't connect with super well? Think about that for just a moment. All of us have it. All of us have somebody. You might have someone in your life that you avoid because they're a little extra all the time, okay? Uh, you might, uh, maybe a teacher. Maybe there's a teacher that you don't connect with or a coach that, for whatever reason, you feel like they're always just 
bringing, bringing it down on you harder than anybody else on the team. Maybe you have a neighbor that doesn't necessarily bother you, but you just kind of wave. You do that little like Truman Show wave as you're getting your mail, getting your paper, if that even is a thing anymore. But you don't really know them. Okay, you've got, we've all got people in our lives, some great relationships, some not so great. So today, I want you to be thinking about that as we jump into Luke 19. Turn with me in Luke 19 because we're going to find out about a guy that number one, he just didn't have a lot of friends. And number two, we're going to look at Jesus and see how he interacts with this man. Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. In Luke 19, uh, excuse me, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Let's go there. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter. He's gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Let's pray. God, Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, all coming from different situations. God, watching from different places. God, we thank you that you speak to us through your word. And right now, in this moment, I ask you to open our ears to hear your word, to see, our eyes to see, God. God, our hearts to receive what it is that you have for us through this teaching today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're learning about a man named Zacchaeus. Okay, we're learning about uh, just, we just read uh, an account that Jesus had with this guy named Zacchaeus. And uh, I'm going to give you a little background on him, but here, here's what I want us to do this morning. If you're taking notes, the title of the message today is Open Our Eyes to See. And I want to give us three different ways that we can look and actually see how Jesus made a difference in the life of Zacchaeus, but also three ways that Jesus can make a difference in the lives of the people around you, okay? The first thing that we can look at and, and really model after is Jesus, number one, he values people beyond their reputation. He values people beyond their reputation. Zacchaeus had a terrible reputation, everybody, just listen, okay? He was a tax collector, Okay, that may not mean much to you in 2021, but during this time, tax collectors did not have a good reputation. People didn't like them. They didn't have a lot of friends. And if you did have a friend, it was probably a fellow tax collector, and they just kind of hung out and were in their own little bubble because nobody wanted to be around them. Okay, and here's some more scripture just to back up what I'm saying so you'll believe me. Okay, Mark 2, 16 says, When the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with the sinners... And tax collectors, they asked his disciples, 
Why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? I mean, sinners are one thing. Tax collectors get their own subcategory, everybody, okay? They, they were like a second bubble of sin for, for these guys, okay? Going on Luke 3.12, it says, Even tax collectors came to be baptized. <laughs> Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Do these guys even know that there's no hope for them? They're tax collectors. That his own disciples, they're com- these men are coming to be baptized. And they're saying, do they not realize that there's no hope for these guys? Okay, so we see tax collectors did not have a good reputation. Zacchaeus did not have a good reputation. So why in the world would Zacchaeus even want to go out into the street where all these people were? They all knew who he was. What in the world compelled him to go see Jesus? Why would he want to meet or even watch Jesus in a group of people that didn't like him at all, that rejected him? Here's what I think. If we read a little bit before Luke 19 and we read the account of Jesus and and all the the ministry um, that he's doing before he encounters Zacchaeus, I think Zacchaeus heard about that. I think Zacchaeus may have heard about Jesus being willing to cross a boundary line that most people were not willing to do. To touch somebody with a skin disease that was so contagious. Jesus wasn't afraid of that, and he healed him. What about when uh, Jesus brought freedom to those who were walking in oppression or possession? He literally spoke to, to evil spirits. He would silence them and tell them to leave. And they did. He walked in power. He corrected those Pharisees, those super religious folks who couldn't stand him, breaking those those boundaries uh, with how he handled his own ministry, how he walked and healed people on the Sabbath. How dare him? I think Zacchaeus heard of this. I think he heard of these accounts and thought, maybe, just maybe, if he's willing to touch the hand of a leper, and he's willing to heal the eyes of a blind man. And he's able to feed thousands of people through a Lunchable that a mom packed for her son one day on the side of a hill. Maybe, Jesus, maybe there's something for me with this man. The enemy will try to convince you that there's no hope for you. He'll try to convince you you're in your own subcategory like the tax collectors. There's no hope for you. But today I want to share a truth with you that resonates with me, that I've accepted, and it's that you're never too lost to be found. There's nothing you can do that will separate you from the love of God. And Zacchaeus needed this. He was curious. He went into the street because he had heard about Jesus. He was curious about what this man could actually do in his life. You see, there was a hope somewhere in there. And my hope for you today is that you would hear this, that you were never too lost to be found. You're never too lost to be found. Jesus looks beyond your reputation. He looks beyond all that you've done. You're never too lost to be found. The second thing that we can look at today is that Jesus shows undeserving mercy. Here's what mercy is defined as. Compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. When I was younger, I would hear the story of Zacchaeus. 
I grew up in the church, and so uh, as a as a child, there was this song that we used to sing about Zacchaeus, and there was this one part of the song where. Um, when it gets to the scripture and he says, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. Well, the song always portrayed it to be like this, Zacchaeus, you come down because I'm going to your house. And as a kid, after a while, I was like, why would Zacchaeus even want to come out of the tree if he was yelling at him like that? I mean, that's horrible, right? But if we really examine the scripture, if we look and we actually open our eyes to see what God does here, It tells us that Jesus called Zacchaeus. He he called him in such a way that made him get out of that tree fast. And it says that he got out of the tree and he came to him with gladness, with rejoicing, with excitement. What does that say about how Jesus encountered him? He showed him mercy. Zacchaeus deserved to be punished. He deserved to be called out. And I would imagine if I'm Zacchaeus and I'm sitting in that tree and I'm watching Jesus walk and he stops and he looks up, I'm like, oh, please, please, please don't see me. I'm not here. I'm not in the tree. There's nothing to see here. That's exactly what I would think, right? But Jesus calls him. He calls him by his name. He calls him and he comes out of that tree. And rather than publicly just shredding this guy, He publicly honors him. He calls him by his name. And then he goes to his house for dinner. He shows this man mercy. He shows this man mercy. So if Jesus can show this incredible mercy, how on earth are we supposed to get to that place, right? If there's a person in your life, maybe it's a family member, a coworker, a neighbor that God's brought into your life that maybe you have a difficult time with, how, how do we get to this place of grace and mercy with somebody? Years ago, I worked um, at a restaurant. It was one of my first jobs. And if you have never worked in the service industry, I highly recommend it. There are lots of lessons that you can learn uh, working in the service industry. Uh, one of those, actually, aside from all the ways to carry a tray and all that kind of stuff, was I learned how to interact with people. And I had this person, this girl that I just, y'all, I just didn't connect with her. I, I didn't really like her, to be honest, okay? I know, I know there are people in your life right now that you have the same feeling with. I didn't like her very much, but she was my manager, and so um, I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> I had to work with her, and I remember I'd come into work, and every time I would see her on the floor as the manager, I would be like, you know, God help me. My prayer was, God help me get through this. Help me get through this shift. And so I remember one day I was at my computer and and I was uh, punching in an order. I was clicking something in, and shockingly enough, God spoke to me in the middle of a shift, in the middle of PF Changs, and I heard God say to me, "Maybe, maybe if you would spend as much time praying for her as you do complaining about her, you would see her the way I see her." Now that hurt a little bit, okay? Because I'm here praying for God to help me with my shift, help me get along with this girl. And then he brings conviction, good conviction, not condemnation, conviction to my heart to help me see where I can grow, where I can actually be like him. When we see people the way Jesus sees people, we treat people the way Jesus treats people. 
And one thing in that moment that I hadn't been doing was seeing her the way God saw her. And because of that, my own stuff was blocking. My own stuff got in the way. My frustration, my complaining. Gosh, I complained so much. But God showed that to me. So I'm asking you today, what, who is God showing you? And who is, what is he asking you to do with that relationship? Who has God brought into your life? That maybe is like my manager. <laughs> so how, how can we walk in such a way where we're merciful and we, we get to the place that Jesus was with Zacchaeus? We're dealing with people that are difficult. Here's how we do it. We pray for people. Not just, Lord, help me get through this shift with this person. Or, God, I pray that they would have a great day. No, we need to really pray for somebody. When is the last time you prayed, like really prayed for something? Prayed for someone that you don't really like that much or someone that you don't really know that well? When's the last time God showed you a person in your life that you needed to build relationally with? Here's how I do this. I literally write names down on post-it notes or paper and I tape it to my closet wall so that I'll see their names every day. And when I pray for them, when we pray for people, it should be it should be the same way that someone prayed for you to get to where you are in your relationship with Jesus. God, would you move in their heart? God, would you use me, God, just to reflect you? God, would you help me to be a friend? Would you help show me a need, God, that they have and help me fill that need? God, would you help me show kindness? Would you help me to walk in the fruit of the Spirit when I'm with this person so that they experience the fruit of your Holy Spirit. The scripture teaches us that the kindness of Jesus is what draws us into a repentant relationship with him. When he called on Zacchaeus, he didn't call him with this firm, get out of the tree. There was a gentleness and a kindness that drew him and said, I don't even care, Lord, what, take whatever, whatever I have is yours. That, that should encourage us today that we have the ability as people who follow Jesus to walk in that same power, the same power of that spirit and be able to reach people and show them God's loving kindness. We have the ability to be merciful, but it's through him. When's the last time you prayed for somebody? Because when you pray for someone, he opens your eyes to see. You see people the way he sees people and you end up treating people the way he treats people. So we, we first realize, we, the first point again, just to, to recap, <laughs> recap for you this morning, is that he looks beyond the reputation. He shows undeserving mercy. And lastly, he's intentional with people. Jesus is intentional with people. This is hard for me sometimes because being intentional requires something of me, right? It's not like, you know, I can just wave to that neighbor and be like, yeah, I was intentional. That was totally showing them the love of Jesus by waving to them. Okay, there, it requires something of us. Mark 12, 30 through 31 says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and your strength. And the second is this. He's talking about the greatest commandment. The second greatest commandment after that is love your neighbor 
as yourself. There is no commandment that is greater than these. So back to my wonderful experience in the service industry. Back to, to, to my girl who um, I had a difficult time with. When I felt God speak to me about that and how I was handling that situation, I began to change things. I began praying, like we talked about a second ago. I began praying for her. And then, with intention, I began to just ask her, you know, at a shift, how are you doing today? How's, the, how's you know, how's your dog? I don't know. Just little things getting to know. Then we would go grab coffee. Then we started going to dinner. Then, you know, we actually were just hanging out outside of work. Oh my gosh, the miracle already in this, you guys. We just started hanging out and spending time together, going to the movies together. And I'm telling you right now, the the greatest miracle that we're witnessing in the story of Zacchaeus is a transformed heart. The transformed heart that Zacchaeus has when he comes out of that tree and he turns from one way of living and turns and puts his faith in Jesus That same miracle that we see in that story, I got to witness with my friend, not my manager, but the woman that became a friend to me. We were sitting in my little gold Ford Focus on a rainy afternoon in the driveway of our townhome in Tennessee. And I literally could not believe that I had the joy to pray with her. Someone that I didn't want to pray for or give my time to. God used it. It's amazing. Gets me every single time because, you know, the signs and the wonders that people were coming to see with Zacchaeus They wanted to see people healed. They wanted to see, you know, a guy who couldn't walk be able to walk again. And the greatest miracle ever unfolded before their eyes. And that was a transformed heart. That was someone who was destined for darkness and called into the marvelous light that is salvation with Jesus. When is the last time you allowed God to use you with intentionality. When, were, when was the last time you were intentional with someone? And I say this to you not to bring conviction to you. I mean, not to condemn you, but to bring conviction. Let the Holy Spirit do this. This is why we do uh, church. This is why we have messages. It's to help us grow in our relationship with God and grow our faith. When was the last time you were intentional with someone? Or maybe you're like Zacchaeus today. And maybe you're like, I'm watching this because my parents are making me. (laughs) I'm watching this because my sister has it on and I'm just waiting for it to be over so we can go to lunch. But maybe you actually resonate with Zacchaeus today and someone is being intentional with you and you keep saying, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go out to coffee with you. Leave me alone. Maybe this is God calling you today to say yes to that invitation Are you being intentional? We can be intentional with invitations to folks to go out, go out for coffee and intentional with your time, intentional 
with your conversations and with your questions. And, and I say this in all transparency, when I'm, when I'm trying to be intentional with someone, I'm not setting aside two hours. Good grief. That's crazy. Be real here. What is God asking of you? 10 minutes to strike up a conversation with someone and then go on your way? That's intentionality. Ask, hey, how's your mom? Start getting to know somebody and asking them, caring about their life. Set a timer on your phone. Hey, you told me your brother was having surgery this week. How's that going? How's he doing? Be intentional with the people around you. How can we do that? How can we do that? How can we walk this out in 2021? Be reminded today that you are never too lost to be found and that when you seek God and you pray for people, he will open your eyes to see and you will treat people the way Jesus treats people. This is so important for us. Even if you're not here locally at High Point in Kennesaw, Georgia, wherever you are, God is calling you to do this. God is calling. He's drawing this out of you to take a step of courage and and talk to someone. Be intentional with them. Don't write people off. Don't give up on them. If I had given up on my friend, I can't. I trust that God would would have met her at some point. But man, the joy and just the privilege I felt getting to walk with her through that moment. It's unforgettable. Maybe you're like Zacchaeus today, like we said a moment ago, and maybe you're just curious and you're, and and you've been going to church online. Maybe you're starting to venture out to church in person and you're just curious about this God today. I want to pray with you to take that next step of faith and let the kindness of Jesus draw you out today. Take that step of faith to reach out and say, tell me more about Jesus. Maybe you're, maybe you need Jesus to just reset some things. Maybe there are people in your life that you've written off and you've given up on and you really just don't even want to give any time to. But they keep coming back for whatever reason. They just keep coming back in your life. Believe that that's a person that God has for you intentionally to spend time with. Why? To introduce them to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we just pray right now in this moment for every person, God, who resonates uh, with this story today. God, we thank you for Zacchaeus. We thank you for the miracle work that you did in his heart. God, that we can read about years and years and years later, God, and be moved, compelled to do something with the people in our lives. God, I pray that if there's anyone that's watching online today that's just struggling with their reputation or things that they've done in their past and they feel too far gone, God, that you would tell them right now, show them right now through your loving kindness that they're never too lost to be found. God, would you, would you make yourself real to them today? Help them take a step of faith to reach out to their local church, God, here or wherever they're watching from today to the pastors um, online this morning. God, help them to take that step of courage. And Father, I pray that you would help those of us who put their faith in you. God, I pray you would convict our hearts today, God, for writing people off, for giving up on people, for overlooking people because we're too busy. God, would you help us to live like you, to treat people like you? God, would you help us with that this week? In Jesus' name.